happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, and look who's back. It's Tech Tuesday, and it's the one day in all of talk radio where the uh, breaking news in the technology sector is actually covered with competence by yours truly, Kevin McCullough, and my good friend, Ari Zoldan, who has been uh, the anchor of this segment for so many years. I've lost uh, track of them, but Ari, it's good to have you back. Great to be back. I I think we're going on, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think we're going on like maybe eight years. I I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, And, you know, a lot has changed over that period of time. We we had many conversations, in fact, about uh, the topic that we're going to discuss today, cryptocurrency and how it was going to impact and change the world and so forth. And from the very beginning, I have been very, uh, shall we say, suspicious or hesitant. And in the utter collapse of FTX, uh, I I think that I'm still <laughs> I'm not any closer to being confident about it than I was before. And I tell people all the time I love blockchain. I think blockchain's a wonderful invention. But Ari, um, take us into the, like the deep dive. What happened with FTX? How did it get in trouble? What were they essentially doing? And how can we fix that so that it doesn't happen again? Yeah, this was really earth shattering uh, for the for the crypto and blockchain community. And for people that haven't heard, by the way, the guy that did it all has been arrested. So at least we've got some justice on the horizon. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's really uh, it's it's definitely been earth shattering. Um, and a lot of a lot of people got got hurt in the mix. And I, I this is just unfortunately this is just the tip of the iceberg. But um, you know, this came this comes down to the lack of government and regulatory oversight. Um, we we have an exchange, we have customer deposits, we have issues of commin- commingling different funds and different companies, and there was really no, no oversight. And I think that was, really, that was a primary driver um, on where things started to break down and something that I've been very um, vocal about. And, and I think we're both on the same side of the conversation, Kevin. Um, you know, blockchain is is great. The underlying technology is, is wonderful. It's transformative. It's helping a lot of companies. But on the, the crypto side of the house, if you will, is definitely very, very challenging. And without any kind of government oversight, it's just the Wild West. Well, and so here's my take on that, because I both want people to have proper accountability, but I think that government is largely corrupt in its oversight capacity, and I don't trust it. So um, I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place on this one. And what I don't want is I don't want, uh, you know, government saying to the entire crypto industry, now we have a right to, you know, tell you what to do. Going, in other words, from common sense oversight to strangulatory oversight, if you will. Um, and you know that they would love to get into the oversight game because they want to release their own crypto. And if they have their own crypto, then it's going to be to their benefit to shut down all the free market options, is it not? Correct. And the, obviously, the government is also going to collect on taxes on that, too. So, um, yeah, they have a, a lot to benefit but I'm thinking, you know, at, at the end of the day, how do we protect the, the consumer uh, in this ecosystem right now of cryptocurrencies and, and no oversight? 
um, there's no there's no fallback. There's really, you know, we talk about, quote unquote, this, you know, decentralized. There's no FDIC equivalent is what you're saying. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to point to. You know, today, you know, we put money into a, a checking account. We know that the government, whatever the number is, 100 or maybe I think they increase it to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But they they are backed. Uh, you know, your money is backed. You know, you put money into a custodial crypto account, like for all intents and purposes, like, <laughs> you know, there is no checks and balances, although, you know, they say that, you know, well, crypto is a ledger, it's an open source ledger. Well, you know, look what happened in this circumstance. Um, so you've got a lot of people out there out um, a lot of money. I, I think we're talking in excess of $32 billion. And these were people that um, thought that their money was safe. Yeah. Well, and this is also puzzling to me because, and you can help me because you're the, you're the tech genius, not me. Um, I thought blockchain was specifically designed to prevent this type of thing from being able to happen, how did how did the blockchain fail the FTX? So there there are holes there, you know. There, I, I think that you know conceptually, you know, an open ledger, knowing where money is going from and going to. I mean, it's supposed to, in a very holistic sense, it's supposed to be completely transparent. But but there are things that you know are, are what called off the blockchain transactions that occur outside the blockchain, and, and you know there lies some of the problems. Um, so that that's a big part of it. The other part of it is that people don't know how to access the blockchain as well, right? There was actually just a couple of people that actually poked under the hood and said, wait, you know, and this is a, a journalist that did it from, from Coindesk, um, looked under the hood and said, wait, something doesn't add up, right? So so we all kind of, you know, talk about this, um, this open ledger uh, where everything could be tracked, but beyond the conversation, who's actually looking under the hood? Do we have um, any idea what Sam Bankman-Fried um, was using the money for? Because I've heard different uh, possibilities, one of which even included helping to send money to the war effort in Ukraine, only to have some of it be funneled back into political campaigns. So there was that's correct, and there was also a um, a trading uh, a trading arm of the business too, where they were taking speculative trades within the crypto industry. And so what they were doing essentially was taking customer deposits and parking it into speculative um, transactions that were betting on the crypto market. And then so, they went bad. Exactly. And then everything went, went south along with the 140 plus companies that they, they took with it. So, so how does how does, you know, um, the Coca-Cola of, of crypto Bitcoin sitting over there in the corner, minding its own business, trying trying to still convince the world that it's a good thing. And by comparison to some of these other clowns has run its business pretty well. What's the impact on them? Well, I, I think overall it's it's what happens is when there's, uh, you know, a bad character or there's issues with, you know, a large player like FTX, it affects the entire industry, right? So the, the industry has a black mark on it right now. Ari Zoldan, we always appreciate uh, everything you're doing uh, in, in helping us understand these issues better. Thank you for being here. You bet. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Sam! 